wasting the gifts and talents that God has given you, or are you using them and making them profitable for His kingdom? Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you for stopping by and listening or watching or wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, We're going to continue on this message on get out of the box. It's such an important message, I believe, in my heart for people to run the race and to live their life for Jesus Christ. You know, last week we were talking about using our gifts and talents for his kingdom. And uh, it's from the scripture of Matthew 25, 14 through 30. It's a long uh, read and I'm not going to read it. I'm going to paraphrase. So please just stay tuned. I mean, again, it's very important that I uh, paraphrase this and get a good foundation of understanding of what I'm going to be sharing about. You know, this is about a noble man that goes away. He calls his servants uh, before he goes on the long trip. And he gives one servant five talents, another servant uh, two talents, and another servant one talent. And then when he came back, he wanted them to give an account of what they did with those talents. So, you know, the the one with the five talents came back and said, well, Lord, you know, I doubled the talents, you know, and then the Lord was excited. And he said, thou good faithful servant, thou has been faithful over a few things I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the kingdom with joy. Then the second servant said the same thing. Lord, you gave me two talents. I doubled those as well. And then he said the same thing. He said, thou good faithful servant, thou has been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into that kingdom with joy. And now we're down to the final one, the one that had the one talent. He went to the Lord and he said, Lord, I buried your talent. I was so scared of you that that I didn't, that I didn't want to lose your talent. And so the Lord was very upset. He stripped him of that one talent. He gave it to the servant of the 10 talents. And he said, you unprofitable servant, you know, I'm going to cast you into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, I don't know about you. I don't want to be the one that had the one talent. I want to be the one that maybe had the two talents the five talents or whatever it may be, but I want to be continuously working for the kingdom of God and I want to be doubling the talents that God has given me. You know, to us, there is an expectation of growing our talents. You know, I believe that God has a a perfect plan and will for our lives. It is a plan that we need to be following. And, you know, I can't judge one's man's work. You know, in the last message we talked about where my pastor talked to a gentleman in a church, he asked him, you know, what what do you do at church here? He says, oh, I sing in the choir. He said, oh, okay. And, you know, and he goes, I sing in the choir. And my pastor you know, judge that man in his mind. And then the goal, then the Lord scolded him uh, for doing so. So it's important that we follow the plan and purpose in God. We can't compare ourselves with other people and say, well, so-and-so is doing so much for the kingdom of God. Why am I not doing? I think the main thing is, is we, we stay in our lanes. We, uh, we, we fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for our lives. Now, if that means that you're using that one talent you know, that God has given you, then God bless you. Use that one talent. But if God is giving you multiple talents, then you should be using those for the kingdom of God. You know, the unprofitable servant had nothing but excuses. See, we can't afford to be giving excuses to God why we're not fulfilling his plan and purpose for our lives. To me, it's a shaky ground to be on to think that we could, you know, 
not only waste the talent that God has given us, but also use that talent uh, for the world, so to speak, for the secular world and not use it for his kingdom and, and you know, profit that way, but we don't expand the kingdom of God with it as well. So, you know, we just got to be very, very careful of what we do with the talents that God has given us. Ensure that we are running this race in such a way that, that these giftings and talents that God has given us, that we should be growing those for the kingdom of God. You know, this is not something that we can overlook. You know, there are eternal ramifications of not being used or not allowing yourself and making yourself available for the kingdom of God and to utilize those giftings that God has given you. You know, Matthew 25, 23 said, his Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. See, see, God honors faithfulness. He honors those that are faithful to his plan and purpose for their life. You know, my desire for my heart and my life is that I, that I stand before Jesus and he says, thou good and faithful servant. Also, I believe what happens is God will give more to you as you are faithful. So, you know, I look at my life and I see those things in those areas of my life where those giftings and talents that I had, and I've seen where I actually utilize those for the kingdom of God. And I've actually seen myself be able to attain more gifts and talents uh, in my life because I believe that I've been faithful in using the ones that God has given me and God will give me more. And, you know, it just, and again, I've given this testimony uh, on another podcast, but it just, you know, when I, you know, was a young man, I just had the ability to do mechanical things. Uh, you know, I've always been able to figure things out mechanically. And so uh, when I went into the military, obviously I was trained in mechanics, but then that carried over into other areas of my life. When I got out of the army, I became an apartment complex manager. And not only did I use those mechanical skills, well, there was actual construction skills that I had to develop. I knew nothing about construction at all, you know? And so as I was the manager there, I gained those skills as well. And in time, I owned a construction company and I used those talents and gift scenes in the kingdom of God. Trust me, I've done a lot of work at the local church. I've done a lot of work in the mission field as far as in construction and stuff like that. So what I'm saying is, is I've never been fearful uh, of, of wanting to do more and, you know, of lacking knowledge in an area. I've always sought God and God's always given me the ability. You know, right now you're watching me on video. You know, I've learned how to edit video. I've learned how to use video software, audio software. I've just learned how to do all these things and apply these things for my ministry. So you know, I'm rambling on, so to speak. I apologize. But what I'm just saying is, as we are faithful in these little things, God will add more unto us. God will expand our horizons. You know, some people might be afraid of that. You know, they might feel like kind of like, you know, I'm good in what I'm doing in my life. I don't want no more responsibilities. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go with the role as far as, you know, expanding more into the kingdom of God. I I kind of cringe at that mentality. I feel like we should always be seeking to strive to do more. You know, my wife, you know, and I said before, my wife said, hey, you're kind of a weird guy. Yeah, I might be a weird guy, but this is just who I am. 
You know, my wife has said to me, you know, when is enough going to be enough? Meaning I'm always wanting to do more for the kingdom of God. I'm always wanting to expand more. Now, I don't make these decisions haphazardly. I don't just go, oh, well, you know, that looks good. This looks good. No, I believe God is leading me and guiding me and directing me in these areas. It's just that I'm never afraid to do so. I'm going to forever live my life and, you know, just be willing to go wherever God wants me to go and be willing to do what God ever wants me to do. Cause that's where I have found fullness in my life by doing so, you know, so we got to continually be faithful in, in the giftings and talents that God has given us. You know, we cannot hoard our talents that he's given us, you know, where, where we don't uh, use them to help others uh, you know, there's been many times that I've noticed people that needed something done on their homes or, or you know, a mechanical thing on their car or whatever. You know, we've got to be willing to do that. We've got to be willing to extend ourselves and help people uh, with the gifts and talents that God has given us. You know, 1 Corinthians 3, 12, 15 says, anyone who builds on a foundation may use a variety of materials, gold and silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. See, how many of us know that we will stand before Jesus? We're not going to just die and all of a sudden, all of us are just going to put on some white robes and hand us a harp and we're just going to float on clouds. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to happen to heaven, but I'm just telling you, there, we are going to be rewarded for what we've done here on, on earth. We have a thousand year reign on earth after, uh, after the tribulation, we have a thousand year reign, you know, so we've got a lot of work ahead of us. It's not like we're just going to go, like I said, just go eat grapes and float on clouds and play our harps. We got more work ahead of us. So what are you going to do in, in eternity. What is your assignment going to be in eternity? I believe what we're doing today is going to matter uh, in eternity. So see, I think that's why it's so important for us to be concerned about this life here and now. This is, you know, merely a, a, a drop in a bucket, so to speak, you know, a drop in the ocean of water, so to speak, of eternity, meaning as far as in time, if you look at the ocean and a drop a drop of water, I mean, it's a massive difference. So what I'm saying is, is we can't be so concerned about this life here and now and me, me attitude. We need to be thinking eternal thoughts and we need to be thinking what is for eternity? What am I establishing myself for eternity? It's kind of like an investment. You know, uh, I've done horrible investments, so I have nothing to brag about there. Well, I have nothing to brag about in life, period, but I'm just saying uh, I have nothing to boast about as far as an investments, but you know, they say if you start saving a hundred dollars a month when you're 20 years old or 18 and such and such, and it'll be worth a couple million dollars by the time you're 60 some years old. I don't know the exact stats, but I'm just saying, you know, how many people have done that? Probably very few people have done that. Why? Because most people just don't have this concept of investing for the future. But something inside of me has has given me this understanding about here and now and investing for eternity. You know, so I want to establish my future of eternity here and now. These 80 some years that I'm going to be living, I want to establish my eternity here and now because it says you will receive rewards for what work survives. And then let's just continue on. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer a great loss. 
but the builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. So to me, you're going to make heaven by the hair of your chinny chin chin. You know, so to me, I don't want to do that. I want to get to heaven and I want the Lord to say, thou good and faithful servant. You know, the uh, a scripture I'm studying out right now, uh, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, I believe, you know, it's about the the one that goes to him and says, Lord, Lord, I did this and I did this in your name. I did this in your name. And Jesus said, you know, I never knew you. Get away from me, you worker of iniquity. You know, I don't want to hear that. I want Jesus to say, I knew you. I knew who you were. I knew what you were doing on the earth for my kingdom. I knew what you were doing for me. So see, it's so important that we have this attitude. You know, how we build the work of God in our lives is will be considered as well. You know, what was our attitude in building for the kingdom of God? You know, so I'm speaking to those right now saying, Sean, I want to do something for the kingdom. I want to go somewhere in the kingdom. So see, I'm helping you understand what the importance is, is what is your attitude? Is your attitude about yourself? Is your attitude about me, 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 and nobody else? And what kind of uh, uh, light am I going to shed on myself so the world can see me? Or is it about Jesus? You know, did we operate in love or did we detest? Did we loathe and hate? You know, I'm sorry. I'm not here to pick on ministers. I'm not here to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, point fingers at anybody. But I'm just saying, sometimes we can meet some people that unfortunately they give the gospel a bad name. I'm just going to leave it at that. So I'm just saying is we've got to be careful. Do we have the love in our heart or do we just have this detesting, loathing, hating attitude? You know, do we have a heart of humility or do we have a heart of pride? You know, do we feel like people need to be uh, opening the doors for us or rolling out the red carpet? Or do we just say, hey, look, don't worry, I can open my own door. I don't need a red carpet. You know, I can carry my own stuff. Stop calling, people call me sir. You know, and I, I'm like, please stop calling me sir. You know, I, you know, maybe, maybe because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm 55. I get it. And I'm older than a lot of people, you know, but, but I'm just like, look, I'm just Sean. I'm just a regular Joe that loves God and I'm chasing God. That's it. We don't need anything else. Just, hey, brother Sean or Sean, you know, that's good for me. You know, you know, what, you know, what is the reason why you're wanting to do what you're wanting to do for the kingdom of God? Is it, again, as I said earlier, is it for the limelight or is it to glorify and and benefit the kingdom of God? Is it to shed light on Jesus or is it to shed light on you? You know, are, are we going to abuse these precious gifts that God has given us? Or are we going to, like I said, use them for the kingdom of God? You know, you know do we honor and submit to those that God has placed over our lives? Or do we have this attitude like, I don't need to submit to anybody, you know? The Holy Spirit's my teacher. You know, I hear this all the time, you know, uh, where I post something on Life is Jesus Christ about attending church. You know, I don't need to go to church. You know, I got Jesus in my heart. Just this attitude. But it's just kind of like, you didn't even read the Word of God, you know? I mean, there's clearly, it's clearly written in the Word, and we could go over that, but there's a whole nother sermon where we need to be in the house of God, where we need to submit to the authority that God has placed over our lives. Pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles. I mean, 
you know, we need to be submitting our lives to those people. I can tell you this, as I honor them, the, the people that God has placed in my life, God has blessed me abundantly because of that honor in my heart. You know, do we uh, want to do it our way or are we always seeking insight and wisdom from God and others to to follow the plan of God for our lives? You know, did did we walk all over people to get where we want to go? Or did we lift up others as we are doing what God has called us to do? See, these are things that we've got to think about uh, when we are chasing God and wanting to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has in our lives. And, you know, I believe in, you know, the, the title of the message Part of the title is get out of the box. So I think as we get out of the box, we've got to examine these things in our lives and to see if we are truly uh, uh, chasing God with the right heart or are we chasing God with a heart that's going to be something more beneficial for us. So I believe that these things I just shared about, you know, is is this is the gold, the silver, the jewels, you know, and then, you know, there is the wood hey, stubble, you know, that is the attitude of hate. That is the attitude of, I want it my way. That is the attitude of, you know what? I don't need to honor anybody. I don't need to submit to anybody. You know, the attitude of, you know, hey, look, this is what I think I should do and I'm just going to do it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. See that, you know, you can go and build a great ministry in the sense of meaning you can look prosperous. You can look like, wow, great things are happening. But if you have the wrong heart, it's not going to be good for you on the day of judgment. You're going to see your, your all this work that you did for the kingdom of God, just burn up, burn up. Yeah. You're going to make heaven by the hair of your chinny chin chin. We just got to keep our eyes fixed and focused. Hebrews 12, two says this, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, a champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. See, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He is a champion and great example of who we should be here on this earth. And, and you know, again, I, I got to be careful how I say this because I just don't want people to, to think wrong in what I'm sharing here. But, you know, sometimes we just... Even my own self, let's just do that. Even my own self, I can be a horrible representative of God, not only in my own family, even in my own marriage with my wife, but I can be a horrible example at times out in public as well. And we've just got to be careful in, in, in who we are trying to be. And, you know, we need to be like Jesus. We can clearly see what Jesus has went through, the opposition that he went through. You know, so as you're getting out of the box, you've got to keep your mind fixed and focused, and you've got to keep your mind fixed and focused on who Jesus is and how Jesus operated on this earth, how Jesus acted on this earth, how Jesus treated people on this earth. You got to keep your mind fixed on that. How Jesus was a servant. He did not come to be served, but he was a servant. How Jesus went to the cross for people that hated him, that did not love him, that that were clearly sinful sinners. Jesus still did it. So see, we have to have the same heart, same attitude. You know, 1 Corinthians 9, 25, 27 says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. 
They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. See what I was talking about earlier? So I run with a purpose in every step. I don't want to be shadow boxing, chasing after something that God does not have planned for me. Yes, there are seasons where God allowed me to have a business. Right now in my heart is I'm running this race. I'm keeping my mind fixed and focused on what God has called me to do. And that is to encourage people to run the race. To you, you have to figure out what shadow boxing is to you. What could you be doing to get your life involved in something that you have no business being involved in? See, basically again, so I run with a purpose in every step. You have to find your balance so that you're running with a purpose in every step. So going to your nine to five job, that is running with a purpose that you go and be the best employee that you possibly can. If you're a stay-at-home mother, you're the best stay-at-home mother that you possibly can. You devote your attention to your children. You take care of your home. You ready for your home, for your family when they come back. You ensure that your uh, children are running the race. You, you, uh, you help your husband run the race. So I'm just saying there's a balance to everything and we got to be careful. You know, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might be disqualified. You know, it's just like yesterday. I just, you know, I run this race Monday through Saturday. That's what I do. I work Monday through Saturday. And and yesterday, I just said, you know what? At three o'clock, I'm done. I've been working from, from you know, from eight o'clock to nine o'clock at night. There's some projects I'm working on. I'm kind of sensing that I'm getting burnt out. I just need to chill tonight. So I took my wife to a, a, a historical town here locally. It's a, a tourist town with nice coffee shops and restaurants and stuff. And I just relaxed. I just relaxed. And I enjoyed myself. I, I, I recharged my batteries. See, I'm ready to roll again today. I'm ready to do it again with just fire and fervency in my spirit that I'm going to go out and encourage people. And yes, last night I did take a nap on the couch when we got back. And then guess what? I fired on my computer about 10 o'clock last night and I didn't go to bed until two. But anyway, I got energized. I got my batteries charged. So see, that's what's important. You know, so again, you know, Paul said that I discipline my body like an athlete, train it to do what it should. See, See, we've got, and I've repeated this over and over, but we've, our eternal, uh, our prize is eternity. You know, it is eternal. You know, no one can take that away from us. You know, the stock market could crash. The whole economy can crash. The whole world can crash. But nothing can take away what you are establishing right now for eternity. There's nothing that can take away what I've established for eternity for the last 32 years from my life. You know, it is ours to receive. I'm in. So see, we got to run every, we got to make every step count for the kingdom of God. You know, it's just so important that we choose to live this life for Jesus. And I promise you, as you do that, God will not fail you. You've got to get out of this box that maybe you might be in, you may not be in this box. This may just be an encouragement to say, man, I'm doing everything right. 
But there are some people, and I've been in this situation, so I'm not just pointing fingers at you. I'm pointing my fingers at myself and who I was in the past. We've got to get out of this box. We cannot let uh, the devil hinder us. We got to run this race that God has for us, and we got to make it count. As we make it count, I promise you, you're going to see God work in your life. Well, we got to close now. And uh, I just want to pray for you, and I want to pray for those that are listening but may not know God. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you for everybody that's listening, everybody that, that, that heard this podcast or this radio message or whatever it may be, that it's challenged them this and it's moved on their hearts to live for you, to run the race, to be fixed and focused, to get out of the box and do something for your kingdom. And I just praise you and thank you, Father God, that you'll move on their hearts and they will be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I just thank you for all those that are listening that is doing something for the kingdom of God. I just praise you and thank you that you are blessed beyond measure and God will do more in your life and entrust you with more because you have been faithful. So for all those that are listening that does not know the Lord, has not made Lord the uh, uh, of their life, I just pray that you just say, Lord, I'm looking at you right now, or maybe you're not watching the video, but but I'm looking at the screen right now and I'm saying, if you don't know the Lord, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. So I just pray that you cry out to God and say, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to come and make a change in my life. I want to accept you for who you are. And I want to run this race that Sean's talking about. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins and help me become this man or woman that you call me to become. And as I run that, thank you, Father God, that you'll continue to show me and lead me and guide me in, in every area of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.